Well, good morning and welcome. Here we are at Grace Life Church in Jimison, Alabama. And we just had an exciting, thrilling time of, of praise and worship. God is speaking and he's moving in our midst. And we welcome our Facebook audience and those who are listening in another format uh, at a later time. We greet you in the mighty and majestic name of Jesus. <clears throat> I was telling the church, uh, many times I have nothing to do with the music. There's times that I do say, this, I would like to do this, but this is just another time you just see God just moving and the Holy Spirit moving. Uh, the very passage that I'm going to read had much to do with the last song that just took place. So I want to say this to you. That Jesus is king. Amen. Now the, the people here are quick and they're sharp. <clears throat> they're, they're, they're quick to hear. And they're quick to receive. And I know that you are too. And God is moving fast. And so out of Revelations chapter 5, we talk about a time to come. And this involves you. And of course, that is if you're born again. If not, today's the day of salvation for you. And we'll just come in here. And so it says in Revelations chapter 5, and we'll start reverse uh, 5. It says, And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Verse 6, And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, which comes forth into all the earth. And he came and he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, and these are the prayers of the saints. Say that with me. These are the prayers of the saints. So I don't know if God ever heard my prayers. This is the prayer of the saints. But they sang a new song. And thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof, for thou was slain. Now, now who are we talking about here? Jesus, thou was slain. And he hath redeemed us to God by the blood out of, the very, out of every kindred, and out of every tongue, and out of every people, and out of every nation. And he hath made unto our God, he hath made us, he hath made us unto our God kings. It's my high privilege and honor this morning to be amongst kings. He hath made unto us Unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts and the elders, and the number of them were ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands and thousands. We're talking billions. Amen. Or more. And they were saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor, and glory, and blessing. And every creature was in heaven, and on the earth, and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them. 
heard I saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sits upon the throne and to the Lamb forever and forever. And let me tell you about a, f- a future event. Now, that's, that's you in heaven. This is John the, uh, on the Isle of Patmos, and he's receiving these words as revelation. Can you imagine him over 2,000 years ago saying things that, that, that are fitting into our day? Wow. This is not an outdated book. Revelation chapter 19. This is the day to come. Now, the reason why we read these verses, uh, we're going to title this today, uh, what we're going to minister on about the kingdom of God, ruleth, God's kingdom ruleth over all. Watch here, Revelation chapter 19, and we'll just come in in verse uh, 5 here. And it says, And there was a voice out of heaven saying, Praise our God and all his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, and the voice of many waters, and the voice of many thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord our God omnipoteth. He does what? Amen. He reigneth. We're quick here. Let us be glad. Let us be glad. And let us we'll do what? Rejoice. Rejoice. And give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb, it's come. Amen. It's come. Amen. The marriage of the Lamb has come. And his wife hath made herself ready. And to her that was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the, white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. I mean, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, I'm telling you, look what he's telling you about us. He said, man, she's, uh, he says, she's arrayed in fine linen. They're clean and they're white. And he said, they are the righteousness of God. They are the righteousness of saints. And he said unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the... Blessed, this is where you're headed real soon. This is where we're headed real soon. So catch this. He said, tell them this. Write to them and tell them, Blessed are they which are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb and say unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at the feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren they have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Someone say the spirit of prophecy. prophecy. We're in a time where there's a lot of spirit of prophecy taking place. It's a time when there's a test of that, and there's a test of the prophets, and there's dissension and, and many voices, and some people saying this and then retracting their statements. Because it seems like time has passed. Let me keep reading. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, there was a white horse, and he that sat upon the horse was called faithful and true in righteousness, and, and doth judge, and he makes war. Now remember, here's, here's what we're talking about. The kingdom of God ruleth over what? All. 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 So God is not taking a break. He's not out to lunch. He's not playing bingo somewhere. He, he is the king of kings, and we are the king of kings. Amen? And so he says, this is, the, this is the future event. So if you ever wonder what, what's going on in the earth or your nation or this nation, or someone has taken away that, you need to, go back, you need to get back in the word. Amen? God, God rules over all. Man's not running God. Some have tried. 
but no one has ever succeeded. Now watch here. And he said in verse 11, I saw heaven open and behold, there was a white horse and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. Mm. And in righteousness, he doth both what? He judges and he makes war. You say, well, I didn't, I thought he was, he, he was a God of love. He is. But this is another time coming. We are living in the age of dispensation of grace. But when he comes, he, you're just going to go into a new time. Amen. And so he says this, that he, he judges and he makes war. And his eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head was many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Hmm? You, you say, y'all, you word people sure talk about the Word a lot. No, yeah, we're talking about Jesus. His name is the Word of God. Well, they're quick here. I don't know if y'all rejoicing out there. I mean, that's all I can do to keep them in their seat here. I, you know, I mean, y'all may have to run around your living room. Praise the Lord. But they're, they're going to do the best they can. Praise. Hallelujah. His name's the word of God and the armies. Oh, God has an army. Mm. Which were in heaven, followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword and with it. He will smite the nations and he shall rule them with a rod of iron and, treadeth upon, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And, and he hath on his vesture, listen to this, and on his thigh a name written, King of King and Lord of Lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun and crying with a loud voice saying unto the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together for the supper of the great God. This is the last battle that's taking place and the fowls are already there and they're already being called. Israel and, and, and the air is round about. There are so many specimens of fowls that are there. And they're coming for this time right now. Amen. Amen. So the angel is going to cry and say, come, uh, not ready for supper now. What is this? This is the last war. Well, we've, we've taught on this before. This is not our, our, our teaching today. But we know when this battle takes place, it'll be a quick battle. But the Bible says that the, the blood will come to the bridle of a horse. So he's calling millions upon millions upon millions and millions of, of different type of species of birds to come clean the streets up. So can God pay your light bill? Hmm. Can God heal your body? Does God know how to go in and to reach that child or that grandchild? <clears throat> you know, he doesn't need practice. And he's not surprised by what any human has done or hasn't done. But I want just to interject to you because the times that we're in, he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords and his kingdom ruleth over all. Let's look at that real quickly. We'll take a spit a moment. Psalms 103. Psalms 103. Verse 18 through 22. I'm reading the King James. Whatever you have. Follow along. Psalms 103, verses 18 through 22. To such as keep his covenant... And to them that remember his commandments to do them, 
The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Now, where does his kingdom rule? Well, that definitely rules in heaven. But is that, is that the boundaries or the kingdom rules? No. Even his disciples said, well, teach us how to pray. You're getting great results and, you know, we, 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 teach us how we should pray. Well, the scripture calls it the Lord's Prayer, right? But at the end of that, he said, pray that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, that's how many know for their time the kingdom hadn't come yet. In one sense, you know, Jesus was there and we'd send him out and say the kingdom has come unto you. But on this side, on this side of the cross, how many know the kingdom is not just in heaven? The kingdom of God is still near you, but now it's in us. The kingdom of God's in us. So when a, an ambassador goes and when a, or let's say a, a president goes from our nation, they go to another nation. Do, do they bring every thing in our nation with them to that nation? No, but they are the president or could, could even be an ambassador speaks for the people. When you come and speak to people, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or to a group of people, and you speak as an ambassador of God, you're bringing all of God in the room with him and all his resources. If you're going to represent God, then, then you, you can't say God loves you, but at the same time say, well, he, he, I'll pray for you. He might or might not heal you, but we'll, we'll just see. But we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hope and pray that he does. Well, you're not representing the kingdom when you do that. Huh? But, so his kingdom ruleth overall. So this is not something that we're just kind of, see, and, and I know you have a great understanding of these things, but eternity is not something that's just in heaven. Eternity is right now. You're, you're an eternal being. When you were conceived and even God knew you before you was conceived, you say, how? I don't know. I don't have no teaching on that. But he knew you. He said, Jeremiah, I knew you before you was formed in your mother's womb. So on this side, on this side of Calvary, we know that greater is he that's what? In us than he that's in the world. So everywhere we go, born again, child of God, we know that the kingdom of God that ruleth over all is in us. Amen. So we have to come. What, 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 I, what I'm trying to do today, if, if you allow me to do this, is I'm not trying to teach you a Bible lesson. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to preach a sermon. Amen. You, you, well, you've had plenty of sermons. There's no shortage of sermons. Y'all being kind. You, you didn't want to say amen, but that's, but that's true. If, if sermons could have done it, we would have already done it. If music would have done it, we could have already done it. Huh? And, we, and we still want that and need that, and that's part of it. But how, how, how about Paul? So when I came to you, he said, I did not come with enticing words of man's wisdom, but I came to you, how? With the demonstration of the Spirit of God and power, that your faith won't be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Because you can have a great orator. You can put thousands of people together in one building at one time, and could be or not be, but that, that doesn't mean there's an ounce of anointing in the room. Hmm? You can get you a praise team. You can have some of the best uh, musicians that they are. But are they, are they anointed? Are they worshipers? Are we worshipers? 
So I'm appealing to you not as by your name that your parents gave you, which is great, but I'm appealing to you as, as a child of God. I, I, want, I want us to go to a higher level today. I want to, I want to, I want to appeal to the greater consciousness of you, that, that, that you have a, a, a consciousness and awareness of these things. That we're not just here doing the best we can until he comes until, or until we go. Well, how many know that you're, if you're born again, you're a spirit being? Amen. You're a spirit being if you're not born again. Yeah. And I think in Genesis 2 says when God created Adam, he said he breathed into him. In Genesis 2 said he became a living soul. The actual Greek says when he breathed into him, he became a speaking spirit. And we know in Genesis that we were given dominion and we were given authority. In other words, when Christ came in you, he put you in the God class. Uh, if, if there, this is my notes. I think I'm going to get into, but if not, this is make me feel good. I got to say something in here. Praise. Well, he, he, he made us in, he made us in the God class. Matter of fact, it, and we may read it in a minute. It says that God said, let us make man like an orangutan and let them evolve for a couple thousand years. <laughs> is that in your translation? Let's make him a wannabe. Let us make man how? In our image and in our likeness. So why do we think so little of ourselves? It's because we really, really don't know who we are. And if you don't know who you are, you don't know what you have. Because you really don't know what, he, what he's done. And you really don't know who he's made you. And when you don't know those things... You see, you could be taught the power of words and you could be taught, you know, to speak faith and whatever. But when you really don't know who you are, you just know not to say bad things, say good things. But you, you need to have a greater understanding of why you need to speak the word of God. Because you're speaking for God. Hmm? I, I heard someone um, a few years ago, that this happened to me a couple of times. Uh, some of y'all were in the meeting, some of you don't know him. Um, Jim Hockaday, we, we had him two, three times in, in, the, in our other church. And Jim Hockaday is from New York, and he came to, he came to Ramah. Uh, same with the Ramah Singers Band, traveled with Brother Hagen, taught in the healing school there, and had, a, had amazing results. And I've had this happen to me before because I think we, we, we got this order that, that the only way, you know, that people could be healed is I have to teach Bible lessons. We know faith comes by hearing, right? And it does. And hearing by the word of what? The word of God. Well, we already found out this morning who the word of God, who the word of God is a person. His name is Jesus. So there's a lot of ways to get people healed. But if it's only just by if it's only just by teaching, then you're you're going to help some people, but you're not going to help all the people. Tell me how you're going to reach a person in the coma. So you need to be you you got to be awake to hear this. No, you have the life of God in you, and what these things right here, they're transmitters. Amen. They're jumper cables. You can put them on a person who's in a coma. I've done it many times. 
And, and, and they said, we can't, uh, she or he won't wake up because of whatever going on in their body. But you know, the spirit is quite well to a born again person. What I'm trying to say to you is I, I'm not trying to appeal to your mind today. I want to have a spirit. I want to have a spirit meeting. And let your mind come along for the, for the ride. Amen. Hmm? Now, you know, from the scriptures, first Thessalonians chapter five, that Paul said uh, he would have you be preserved blameless. What? Spirit, soul and body. And in that order. A lot of times people say body, soul, and spirit. You know, they you know, say soul, you know, body, spirit. And they say, well, I said all three of them, but there's an order to that. Amen. See, God didn't make you a body, but you have a body. Amen. Is your body you? You ever been to a funeral? Proves that thing. Right? Thank God we have a body. But what does the body do? Well, it just houses the spirit being. Amen. And when the spirit goes, it leaves the body or it leaves the tabernacle that God made. True? Y'all agree? Amen. Yeah, or I could say, y'all believe the Bible? Because yes. <laughs> I'm not preaching something I'm thinking. You know, we can't stay here three hours and go to every scripture. So he told you to study, show yourself approved. So he made us a spirit being. Now, for, don't turn there, but 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, he that's joined to the Lord. Is that, is that anybody in here? Have you been joined to the Lord? Amen. He says, he that's joined to the Lord has become a single spirit. Well, <clears throat> what are you going to do with that? Several translations said, he that has been joined to the Lord has become one. Paul tried to explain that or do explain that in Ephesians 5 and he was, he was talking about he was talking about these things and he used a marriage union as, as a parallel to teach about that we're one with the Lord. In other words, it's just, you know, what God put together, he put together, let no man put asunder. And he talked about the mystery between the husband and the wife becoming one and using that to teach a parallel to understand that when, that when we are joined to the Lord, when we, we give our heart and our life to God, he comes in, he makes us one with him. One. Not you trying to find the Lord. Lord, please hear my prayer. You don't even have to look up because greater is he that's what? You really could look down. They used to say, I don't even think my prayers, you know, get past the ceiling. They don't, they don't need to. Huh? Someone says, well, we're looking for a move of God. Well, it's, it's in you. A move of what? Well, see, we, we have to listen to what we're saying sometimes. We're looking for a move of God. Well, where is God? Where is God? So he's looking for a move too. He said, I'm in there. I'm, you want a move of God? He says... I want it before you want it. <laughs> so we're, we're thinking God needs to drop something out of heaven if we prayed long enough and we fasted long enough. And, and, and these are part, and that's, this is part of the things. And we're, we're not saying that's not. But we're, think, we're, we're, we're taking an Old Testament, we're taking an Old Testament type to say, well, we've got to sit in sackcloth and ashes. 
don't eat for 21 days. Which fast are you going to do? Are you going to do Daniel's fast or are you going to do this fast or whatever? And then we'll be all so pale that we're not, we're not strong enough if the revival hit to even go there. Amen. But if I could appeal to your higher consciousness, there's, there is a revival in you. Why? Because it's in God. You think you want revival more than God does? And out of that revival will come a revolution. Hmm? See, you can't be, you can't be re, re, you know, revived until you've been vibed. Can you understand what I'm saying? Now, don't look that up in the dictionary. You won't find it. I mean, there had to be something that was there that was lost before it can be revived. Amen. Hmm? You can't restore something, whether it's furniture or an automobile, whatever, until it is, until it needs restored. Hmm? I mean, if you drive a 2021 year, if you go by any car today, 2021, and you may keep that car five years, 10 years, 15, 20. But if you use it every day, it won't look like it was probably when you drove it off the showroom. Amen. After a while, you'll see the wear and tear on the inside and the seats. And if it's in the sun and the elements every day, the paint's probably not going to look like it is when it drove off. the. But there's people who can revive that who can restore that. I can't give any commercials today. But anyway, <laughs> one, because they don't want to work right now. But anyway, <laughs> amen. So, so God wants to revive. But if he has to bring us up because we don't even know who we are, then we're still looking for God to come rescue us. Mm. <clears throat> you don't need rescuing. Amen. You are the rescuer. Come on now. Amen. I, I, I'm preaching in the Bible better than y'all doing amen. Thank you, Lord. He made you in his image and in his, he said, let us make man like us. In our image and likeness. Now, that's over in first, what, Genesis 1, I think that's verse 26. So, don't look like I'll read it, but here it is. You, but you're aware of that. Let us, now who's us? God the Father. God the Son and God Holy Spirit is having a conversation before mankind is made. He said, let us, so they're in perfect unity. They're in perfect, they're in perfect uh, oneness, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Hmm? They love one another. And they said, let us have creation. And let Let's make them like us. So, with all your science, I, I thank God for, for God for godly scientists. Because you can take science and prove God is. Hmm? Or you could take a simple mind like, like me. You know, because you, you can baffle me with all your education. And it wouldn't take much. But I might ask you, have you ever made a tree? Did, did you or your brother-in-law make a planet? Did you make the dirt you stand on? <clears throat> Who put the clouds in the sky in there? Did you ever create a bird? Hmm? 
So Romans said that if and people ask the question, well, what if in some nation that, that, they, that they never heard about Jesus? How, what will God do with them? I mean, will, will they go to hell one day? Well, hell was never made for man. It was made for the devil. But if you think like him, you, you'll, you'll spend eternity with him. Romans chapter 1 says, everyone has the intuitive knowledge, if, you know, if they have any wisdom at all, to go outside and just look at the sky, the moon, the stars, and, and, and you can ask people around you, did you do that while I was sleeping? No. Did you? No. Well, th th there must be someone or a being somewhere that's higher than us. And if that's all that you ever hear, I believe that's good enough for heaven, according to Romans chapter 1. But we've been given more than that. And to whom much is given, much is what? Required. So you're made in the image and the likeness of God. Now, that, that doesn't mean that you look like God and, and he has a shirt just like yours or a blouse or wear the same kind of shoes. There's, there's many meanings in that if you want to dig into them. But really, the, the, the image means the, the similitude of God. The likeness of God is not that, you, that God dresses like you or he fixes his hair like you. It means that he made you to function like him. Amen. Well, if he made you in his Im image, can you, this is simple. If he made you like him, then can't you function like him? Amen. If he puts you into God class? Now, that doesn't mean that you're, that you're the Lord, that you're God. Don't, so don't put words in my mouth. You're, you're, you're not the Lord and you're not God. How many figured that out? How many of there is a God? And have you figured out you're not him? Okay. But you're the king of kings and the Lord of lords. In, in, in Galatians, it says, in one translation, it said, uh, it's in the 20-something verse. One translation said, you are the offspring of God. One, one translation said, you, you are, if you can stand this, you were womb mates with Jesus. Womb mates. He's the firstborn among many brethren. So when, the, when we have an understanding that we have a higher consciousness of who we are, then we'll understand that we're not placed here just to do a job, to get a paycheck, you know, just to, that, that's part of life, but that's not why you're all why you're here. You're here with an assignment. We all have different assignments, but yet they all flow in one to another. I have things, you have things, and, you, and we put them all together. Two's better than one. We could do something powerful. We could do something amazing. Are y'all with me? Amen. I hope you're all saying amen here like they are because it's, it's hard for me to think it's so loud in this place. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, so God may give you a God idea that's, about, that's beyond your expectation or would, he may call you to do something that's beyond your finances, beyond your wisdom, beyond your knowledge. Has that ever happened to anybody? Amen. The fact that I'm here, I can prove that myself. This is the only thing I said I would never do. I think there's nothing I said I wouldn't do. But this is the one thing I knew I wouldn't do as a child. Because I had a, a mother who said I would, and that just angered me, and I, I was going to prove to her that I wouldn't. And I purposely, I mean, this is an old story, but not to someone here. I purposely did not go to school to do oral book reports, and sometimes that was the whole semester grade. I failed on purpose, because they tell me in summer school you don't have to do that. So I purposely put my head on my desk and slept. She says, son, if you don't wake up, she says, you know, you're, you're not in the A and B category and you can't handle this grade. She says, do the math. And uh, I thought, well, F, I'll just tell mom it means fantastic. But she never believed that. 
So I would not go to that classroom in English and do an oral book report because I could never stand in, the in front of Buddy and speak. I was very much an introvert in that way. And I said, it, and it doesn't matter because I'm not ever going to do anything that I stand before people and speak anyway because I'm, I'm going to work for the Alabama Power Company. Well, this is speaking from someone 15, 16 years old. So I went to summer school three years in high school so I wouldn't have to do certain things. I purposely flunked. I wasn't ignorant. I just purposely wouldn't do those things because I, I asked the people in summer school, do y'all do this? I says, they said, six weeks. I said, well, you don't have to do that. I says, flunking on purpose. You said, well, that's just foolish. It is foolish. But I was where I was when I was. And you might be where you are because of where you are or where you aren't. So I don't really want to speak to your mind today. And a lot of times that's what the church is doing, is they're speaking to minds. Sometimes what God, sometimes, or not God, but sometimes what's most spoken of is the most popular book in the, in, in, you know, on the Christian market. The pastors are getting that and they're just absorbing the information and that's not, that's not always a bad thing. God uses that. But nothing trumps this book. So a lot of times what's being preached in the pulpit is just whatever's the most popular book that, that goes with their thinking or their denomination. And it's just absorbing that and downloading from my mind to your mind. We need to come up. We need to come up. How many have flown in a plane? Can you remember the first time that you ever flew in a plane? How many how remember the first time that you went through the clouds? And it was, you have been up there when they took off and it was cloudy? And then you got through the clouds and it was sunshiny? You said, I, never, I, I, I didn't know that. You know, because on earth, or, or, you know, where we live, it may be cloudy, but when you go through the clouds, it's a sunshiny day. Amen. So from your natural perspective, you can't see all things and you can't know everything. So we can't judge these things based on what we see, right? And we've been taught this for years, so now we have a time to believe it and do something about it. So I'm not here to start anything or pick a fight or anything. I'm here to walk in love. But love, but love, love will say some things that doesn't sound so lovely sometimes. Now I get to use my notes now. How many believe God's, God's love? How many of love will also not only love you unconditionally, but love will also tell you the truth? How many know might rebuke you? Hmm? You remember growing up and your parents said one, one thing and you, you, you had something else in mind? <clears throat> and they didn't always, I don't know about, today seems a little different to me, but and uh, school was a lot different. I mean, the, the teacher could handle her own problem or his own problem right there. Then you might send you for, to the office for those two. And if you had parents like I did, I mean, you dreaded that more than whatever happened there. What was that for? The discipline instruction. Because God is also a God of order and God has plans. And no man's going to change his order. When something is important and has to happen, no man will change the order. No man. No political party will. You say, well, it's already, it's already passed. Who said? 
It's already past the time. Who said? Now, if you think I'm getting into racial things, you'd be grossly mistaken. I guess only I know that. God knows that. Huh? This is not, this is not about race. I'll, I'll borrow this from someone who really marked my life, who's in heaven. It's Pastor Philip called call Buzzy Sutherland. He said, there's only two races on the earth. And I said, Pastor Buzzy, you're going to have to explain that one. He said, there's only, son, there's only two races on the earth. I said, what's that? He said, saved and unsaved. Hmm? See, l love's greater than that. Hmm? Love's greater than that. How do you know God's white? I saw it, a picture of him at Kirkland's. <laughs> well, let's see. He made all the races and uses the side he's white because there's more pictures out there like that. Well, I'm really getting in trouble now. Boy, don't want to say things. It gets me in trouble. Do I think there's no problem with race? Well, I'd have to have my head in the sand to believe that. I've never been much of a basketball fan, but I'm learning to be because uh, I, I don't watch the news right now. And I'm like, oh, well, that's what they do. I mean, it never had that great an interest to me. And uh, it still hadn't got there yet, but I'm, but I'm seeing things. And people said, racially in sports, I don't know what the ratio is, but there seems to be great gifting in, in all, in all, red, yellow, black, and white. But even in our American sports, it just seemed like there's a lot of athletic ability uh, in the race that's black. A lot of athletic ability. I mean, just look at the young man who won the Heisman Award. I'm not talking about football, you know, in that sense. I'm just trying to make a point here. They, they, that kid has some, a lot of ability. So I was watching basketball yesterday, and I was, I was like, wow, what a move. You know, just in the past. And, and, and there's not a whole lot of white folks that play basketball and chew gum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you know the answer to this. Y'all can tell me after church, but I was sitting there thinking, well, if it's 60, 40, or 50, it's not 50 or 50. You know, not, I mean, I, I watched parts of 10 games, just parts that were going and just seeing if I could get interested. And I would say it looked like about 80% or 20% of the people on the court was white. Hmm? So y'all have been in church and you're here and the black folks are brown. They know how to clap on time. You even notice the white folks have a hard time clapping on time? You know, there's a little. So sometimes I just look over like, oh, I'm, yeah, okay. Hmm? It's like that, the pastor in Birmingham, uh, Pastor Green, and he has an integrated church, and he says, 
He says, I said, We're, church is going to be amazing if I could just put, if I could t change two things. He said, if I could just get the white folks to clap on time and the black folks to get there on time. <laughs> and I said, amen. <clears throat> so I got to wondering, if black folks have this, so much ability in sports, <clears throat> how come all the coaches on, on the sideline are white? Looks like all the ability who's scoring and making the sport, you know, <clears throat> looks to me like they'd be in a better position to coach. So sometimes we say, I can't do this and I can't do this because. And then we judge ourselves and we belittle ourselves and we make us so small that we never even step into what, who we are in Christ because we see ourselves, you know, well, I'm just like, you know, I, I, I was just born here. And, you know, I've never had, I never finished high school and I, never, I was going to get my GED and I didn't do that or I, or I did get it, but, you know, I didn't really graduate and I never been to college and I never whatever. Well, when Jesus in the Great Commission, he didn't say go and build colleges or universities, did he? He said, go, preach this message, right? And he said, make disciples of the nations. He said, cast out devils. Well, what school did Jesus send the disciples to how to, teach, how to cast out devils? Hmm? Demonology 101 and go, go, go to, no. It's, it's right here in the book. He said, well, I, I, I don't know that I can do that. Because what if I come across a demon that's so powerful and, and I can't get him out? Well, you, you can because, because it's not about you. It's about who's in you. Why would you be afraid of him? Well, they, they snarl and they whatever and their eyes get real buggy and whatever and sometimes stuff comes out of their mouth. <clears throat> they know they're licked. Well, <laughs> I said this yesterday, first time Chris, Chris and I was talking and, and, and I, it just kind of came out. I said, have you ever seen a demon or read about a demon in the Bible that cast out the spirit out of somebody? No, you hadn't. Have you ever saw a demon come to someone who had the Spirit of God in him and say, I command you to come out. Come out, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Did y'all ever read that in any translation? Have, have you ever read where a Christian told a demon to get out and they did? Yes, that's, that, that's yes in case you don't know. Right? So greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Amen. How are we doing? Got a few minutes. So when we don't do that, what well, you know what we do? Religion. We do religion. And God's not doing religion. He's doing kingdom. Because kingdom ruleth over all. It rules in your life. It rules in your home. It rules in your, in your, uh, in your business. It rules in our nation. Amen. It rules in our nation. But God uses... Us, because we are the extension of the kingdom to rule and reign. So you can't set dates. You can't say, well, the, ca the calendar's passed and this can't happen and that can't happen and that can't happen. Well, let me, let me just say this. Jesus said a wise man, when he builds something, if he's wise, he'll build it on a proper foundation. Right? He says, why? Because when the wind comes, 
if it's not built on a proper foundation, it's just built on the sand. He said, that which is built on the sand, he said, is going to blow away. So if you don't build something on the foundation and God didn't call it to be, and God didn't crown you king or president, when the winds of God blow, oh, well, when the winds blow, it'll go away. Got really quiet here. Yeah, but it has to happen by January the 20th, called the inauguration. <clears throat> Richard Nixon didn't leave in January. Hmm. Someone un uncovered some evidence. So he was invited to step down peaceably. Or if we have to deal with you this way, he wouldn't go so well with you. Amen. And that was a Republican who sent some people in, you know, that worked within the bureaus to go into the Democrats and lay hold of some things. Another way would be steal some evidence to remove them, except these five men got caught. They spent time in jail, and the president didn't go to jail, but he, was, he had to resign, or he could go to jail with them. Amen. So we're not against a person, but if God didn't put you there, and you put yourself there, when the winds of God blow, and when God has a plan for a nation, now, now forget the people. Forget the man. Either one of them. Forget the vice presidents. Forget your particulars on Republican or Democrat. The, think kingdom. Think kingdom. Don't, 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 don't condemn me with race. Because ne next month, starting February 7th, we at this church, along with Grace, His Hands of Grace Ministry, with, with, uh, also with uh, River Church, and many others are partnering up to plant a church in Africa. There may not be a whole lot of white folks there. So if I was racist, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be something I'm involved in. Hmm? Are you hearing me? No, it's, it's the kingdom is the circumference of all things. We saw that in Revelation. When he comes, he'll come on a white horse. He'll have fire in his eyes, and he'll, we'll be coming with him, and the Lord of all the armies. And the angels say, I wish I could whistle, you know, whatever. Birds, know y'all hungry? Supper's on its way. <laughs> Why? Because he's, he's king. But he won't be king then, he's king right now. Amen. Hello? Amen. Hello? Amen. Wish I had a friend in this place. So if we don't do that, we do religion. Here's what religion is. Religion preoccupies man until he finds the kingdom. Religion is what man does until he finds the kingdom. Religion prepares man to leave the earth. Don't raise your hand. But we've all said, Lord, just come. Get us out of here. Don't raise your hands, but there's a few people in there, maybe in this room or you're listening that says, today would be a great day. Hmm? Well, he didn't come yesterday when you said that. So religion prepares man to leave the earth. Like, 
one day we all get to leave and we all get to go and get out and get out of here and get out of this mess. Well, that's religion. But, but you don't know who you are. You don't see so you don't have a kingdom mindset. That's what religion does. But religion, once again, prepares man to leave the earth. But the kingdom of God empowers us to dominate the earth. Religion forces or religion focuses on heaven, but the kingdom of God focuses on the earth. Religion is man's attempt to reach up to God, but the kingdom is coming down to man. Religion wants to escape the earth and, king, and the kingdom seeks to bring heaven to earth. Remember, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it's being done in heaven. Well, how does that do that? The kingdom of God's in you. The kingdom of God's in you. So when you come and Jesus said, and go out and tell them, when he sent the disciples out, he said, tell them the kingdom of God has come to you. And then he gave instructions with that. Because the kingdom of God came with you, what did he do? He told them to preach the gospel. He told them to, he, he, he didn't say pray for the sick. He said, heal. Jesus never told anyone to pray for anyone sick. He said, when you go out, tell them the kingdom of God is nigh unto you. Heal the sick, cast out devils, raise the dead. Why? Because the kingdom of God is, you are representing the king of kings. Amen. So when you do, you go in his power and his authority and his ability and his might and his dominion. And his love and his goodness and his, and his mercy. Amen. Amen. So we're not, we're not using what he's given us. So if you, if you only have an understanding of the power of words, that's powerful. You, you, you need to have that. But if you don't know who you are in him, then you're just thinking, I, I don't need to say that. I need to say this because I'm trying to get something to come to me. No, you, no, you're not. Well, if I just confess it and 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 confess it, and confess it, and confess it then maybe you'll come, come in. Well, honey, if it ain't already in, it ain't coming in. Huh? The grace of God has already made and supplied everything you're ever going to need. Amen. So you're not trying to get it out of God. You're not trying to get it out of man. What you're doing it, and when you renew the mind, is you realize that everything that you'll ever need in this life and to dominate and to rule and to reign is in your, in your born again spirit, your new nature, life in God. So what you're really doing is bringing it out of you. Isaiah said, out of the wells of salvation we draw. Hmm? Yeah. Out of the wells of salvation we draw. Well, so that's what religion does. This is, uh, Jesus, this is a few, we won't turn to it, but Matthew 23, and I think this is verse 13, 15, then we'll, then we'll go to Matthew 5. But Matthew 23, 13, and 15 says, But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. This is Jesus talking. This sound like love to you? <laughs> This is the most religious people on the earth, on the planet, right? This is the religious people. And this is the word of God speaking. So he said to the religious people, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, and you, you are hypocrites. For you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men, for they neither go in themselves, nor do you allow those who are going to, to go in. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to, to win one proselyte. 
And when he's one, you make him twice the son of hell as you are. Well, now, Jesus, that's not love. <laughs> he says, so if you make one, he said, you make them twice the hell that you are. In Matthew 5, 20, in the New King James Version, says, Jesus said, for I say unto you that unless, he tells us, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. So he was telling people who couldn't understand this. Well, the, the, they're speaking for God. And what was it that actually killed Jesus? You say, well, it was, uh, it was the Romans. No, it wasn't. It was religion. It was. Who wanted to be put to death? It wasn't the people who was getting healed. It wasn't the woman who was going to stone, who was caught in the act of adultery. She wasn't leading the cause. It was those who thought they knew everything about God, and he, he broke up their little system. Hmm? Then they tried to quote him the word, and they tried to trap him several different ways, and every time they tried to trap him, they couldn't trap him. He said, well, I'll tell you what. He says, you want me to answer your question? He said, answer this question. And he, and he would ask, ask them a question. The people around, they knew, well, let's see, if I say it this way, I'm going to be in trouble with them. And if I say it this way, I'm going to be in trouble with this. And I can't deny that's a miracle. And they says, uh, we cannot answer at this time. Well, they couldn't answer the next day either, to be honest with you. <laughs> see, you're not trapping the word with words. I don't think I've ever said that, but... <laughs> In all your intellect and your degrees, you're not going to you're not going to trap the word. Jesus is the word with your degrees. You know that's what the scripture says. He called the the weak and the foolish. Well, look, weak and foolish to confound what those who think they're so wise. Amen. So he tells them, he tells us, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees. And that of the scribes, he said, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. He said, people, oh, how could we do that? Well, see, he's talking new covenant talk that, has, that hadn't come at that time. So now you're born again, right? How many of you are born again? Amen. So your righteous far exceeds anyone who ever walked on the planet at Jesus' time. And John the Baptist, when he came, it was kind of interesting. Jesus said, there's not ever been a prophet, nor will there be a prophet that's greater than John the Baptist. You think, well, how could that be? Because John the Baptist, he never, he never did one miracle. True? Think about it. You think about Elijah and Elisha. You think about calling that fire down from heaven and, and waters parting and, you know, raising the, the, the boy that had been dead and all the miracles of Elijah and Elisha. Yet Jesus said that there's no one who's ever lived that's greater than John the Baptist and there will be. So it can't be in deed, it must be in what he, in words. Well, what did John the Baptist say? Well, the prophets before him said there's one coming. In every book it says there's one coming, there's one coming, there's one coming, there's one coming. But John the Baptist had a different message. He said the one that told you is coming, he's here. See, he had a different message, and that was greater than the Acts. Amen. But yet, he tells you and I that he that is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John. Are you listening? Amen. You, you, you got to catch this. I mean, 
I have a lot of material, but my goal is not to finish it. It, it. it took me years. I'm still trying to learn that. So all the prophets before prophesied of one that's coming. But, but they didn't come in his lifetime. But what they said was true. When John came six months prior to Jesus, right? Another miracle through his parents. His message was to say, repent, because the ones coming and the, the, he was baptizing there in the River Jordan and Jesus walked over the hill and he says, the one I've been telling you about, he's here. That, that's, that's him. Amen. And he said, I can't baptize you. I need you to baptize me. But no, Jesus knew the order from which this thing had to be. He came to save mankind. And so he had a message that was greater than any prophet, although he never did a miracle. But Jesus said, but he that is least in the kingdom of what? God. See, <clears throat> while Jesus was here, in the, in, and mostly what he spoke when he came, and he was here 40 more days after he was resurrected from the dead, most of his message was, all of it was about kingdom. There's over a hundred something times Jesus mentions the kingdom and two times he mentions the church. You would try to say he's trying to get a point across. About, your, uh, uh, about the kingdom of God ruleth over all. So we, what we're trying to do is invite people to church when actually the kingdom of God is in you and you're supposed to take it to the people. When you take the kingdom of people <laughs> and, and they get born again and, and, and they come in relationship with Jesus, they'll, they'll come to church with you anyway. Amen. You're like, well, hey, we're having a special speaker and we're having a good singing and dinner on the ground. Bring your aunt's spring, come on so they don't get your chitlins <laughs> and your fried chicken. Well, that's, that's not the message. So the churches use all type of ploys to try to get people in the church. <laughs> like Pastor Buzz used to say, but whatever you got to do to get them in there is what you better do to keep them. He said, you know, before I got this message, he thought, how can I get people to, you know, to get this church filled up? He says, well, what kind of program can we have? And, uh, of course, he's, he was something. Man, I, mean, I don't even know if heaven's tamed him yet. He says, so it, it, if you're going to wrestle an alligator in the baptistry and get him to come, he said, what are you going to do the next week to keep him? <laughs> now, how could a man even think about something like that? Wrestle an alligator in the baptistry. <laughs> <laughs> but if you teach him who they, who they really are in Christ... And then they find out who the Christ, you won't need no gimmicks and you won't need no glory smoke machines. And someone saying that, you know, and, and, what, and that's, that's amazing as long as it's, you know, it's, it's, it's anointed. But, but, and not a performance. Not a performance. Lucifer gave a performance. But he was kicked out of heaven. Hmm? I don't guess I'll get that. That's in my notes, too. I want you to get to understand that the kingdom of God is ruling over all. Here and where you are. The kingdom of God is ruling over the United States. This is not our nation. This is his nation. This is the earth. Now, the scripture, the Lord is the earth. And he gave it to men, but we rule over all. But we're ruling and reigning what with him. Psalm 75 says promotion doesn't come, you know, from the south and the east and the west. Promotion comes from God. 
And he said, he'll, he'll, he'll take one down and put one up. He'll, in other words, he will jerk someone and replace them that fast. So I don't care what, who, who put their hand on it, uh, what they put it on, the Bible, whatever, and they, they, you can raise your hand and say all you want to. But if God didn't give you that place, then watch how fast it's taken from you. I'm not against people. You, you, you have to get this. I'm not against people. God loves everyone the same He's, because the sacrifice was the same. But when God has a plan for, your, for a nation or for your life, now see, you'll you agree with me on this. I believe God has a plan for your life. He even told Joshua and Elkhub, he said, no man's going to be able to stand before you all the days of your life. The way I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. You just meditate on what I told you. And he says, no one will stand in. No one will stand in your way and stop this. Well, if that was true in Joshua's day and God has a plan for you in this nation, do you think that anyone who takes something or steals something is going to keep it? If it's, huh? I'm not speaking in code message more, am I? You say, well, what if you're wrong? Well, it wouldn't be the first time, but I'd rather fight for a cause that's right. Not a political party, not a person. I'm not here to advertise for Donald Trump or for anyone. I'm talking kingdom business, and I, and I hope you get that. I hope you get that. I hope you get that. So as long as, as your party's okay with, with murdering, you know, I know you don't like that word, with murdering people, you, want, you think God's blessing that? With a stroke of a pen, a president can change certain things, and that, that causes three to 400,000 children to instantly, instantly change the rule, and three or 400,000 people will die. How would you like to be the one with the pen signed up? I don't, want, I don't want nothing to do with that. Do you? See, God's the author of life, Amen. not death. Yes. You say, yeah, but I, I really like their insurance plan, and, their, and I, I like their economic plan. Well, okay, <clears throat> but God has an education plan, and he has a health plan, he has all the other plans. But, but, but when you accept the other, then I've got to get your death murdering plan. Some say, well, now, that's just too cruel. No, I mean, did, did Jesus speak plainly? He spoke plainly, didn't he? Are y'all here or not? Amen. <clears throat> I'm going to get something out of you, Dave. <laughs> hmm? No. He's the author of life. And you are the extension of the kingdom. It's, it's wrong for you and I to go somewhere and say that we're representing the kingdom and not say what he said. Because if you're saying things that he didn't say, you're not representing him. If, if you say, I'm going to pray and, and, uh, for you if you're sick and, and Lord, let your will be done. You, you need to go back and find out what the will is before you go out. Amen. Huh? Yes. Now, you know, and sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. But if you read the book, you'll find out what the will of God is. Yeah, but we did that, Aunt Flutie, whatever. We don't base nothing on Aunt Flutie. We base it on the Word of God. Well, we all prayed and we got together. That don't mean nothing. That just means you had a bunch of unbelief in the room. <laughs> or ignorance. Now, you know, ignorance just means not knowing. I'm ignorant about so many things. Amen. We all are. 
Delta has never called me to fill in because some pilots, there was a shortage of pilots. <laughs> How many of y'all would like to be on that flight? I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> y'all know Jesus, right? <laughs> Nick Saban hadn't called me to fill one of the positions open. <laughs> All I know is play ball. <laughs> That's coaching them up. <laughs> So I'm ignorant about a lot of things. But all, what I'm saying is, you're here as a speaking spirit, as the kingdom, a representation of the kingdom. And so you'll, you'll have to say things sometimes that aren't popular. So if you need man's approval, you, you, you better just go back and sit down. Yeah. Because the more you grow in God, the more God promotes you. So we want the promotion. How many of y'all like promotion? But he may promote you, put on a place where you're having to say things. Now everybody's going to agree with you. Right? And they'll send you mail. <laughs> and you can't hide in the corner because you got a camera looking at you. Hmm? But make sure what you're saying is what he's saying. Hmm? Because if you're sick, you, you want to be healed, don't you? So you want that part of the kingdom. But we don't pick and choose. Hmm? We understand, God understands, that this generation has never seen, you've seen it in your life, what you call a Red Sea moment, but you've never really seen in your lifetime a Red Sea moment in your nation. So some say, well, you know, November 3rd, I mean, it, whatever. Well, January 6th, I mean, that, you know, we, we got a chance there. Ah. That went by the wayside. Well, the prophets are saying so-and-so, and so it ain't Inauguration Day. Then it was. Somebody went to Florida. You got to heard what he said when he went to Florida. Maybe you'll hear some things he didn't say. Now forget the man. Kingdom. 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 Because if you go, if you go with person, you'll, you, you'll end up not representing the kingdom. So if you believe me that God won't stop the plan in your life, no man will stand before you, what makes you think he'll let someone change the nation? Do you think, do you think the United States is important to other nations? So you, th you think some party who can do something in the dark, God said, I tried, but my hands are tied behind my back. They did, it, they did it in the dark. And so there's nothing else I can do. Well, I read the scripture that God says to, to me, the dark is just like the light. I can see just as good in the dark as a can of light. If you don't believe so, ask Richard Nixon one day. And I'm not criticizing him, but I'm just saying you, you can get drunk with power. The love of, or, or what were we talking about the other day? The love of money is the root of not money, the, the love of it, which also means the love of power. Get drunk with power. Hmm? So God doesn't always pick someone, a choir boy, to do something. He picks, sometimes he picks a Cyrus. He picks someone who loves the cause that he calls. Did David ever do anything wrong? Of course he did, yeah, of course he did. We could talk about what he did. But let's don't talk about it because I don't want to talk about what I did. 
You want to talk about what you did? Yeah, let's hear about it. Who gave me a testimony real quick about what you did? <laughs> isn't, it kind of, isn't it kind of amazing that even after all that, the scripture says, David is a man after my heart. You say, Lord, an adulterer and a murderer? He says, that's how you see it. But I know the man on the inside. You judged him from the outside and you judged him from the, for, for his actions. He didn't, the Lord wasn't endorsing that. And he wasn't saying keep it up. Hmm? You, you, you can't go jump in a room for someone. Well, here I go. You, you, you can't meet at the hotel and you know who you are in God and you say it's temptation and stop saying, now, Lord, we ask you to bless our time together. He's not going to bless that. He's not going to stop you, but he's not going to bless you. He's not going to give you permission. How come we get off on that? Well, we've got to wind up here. So, the priority of the kingdom is first off, the principal thing. And putting first things first. And, and establishing the most important thing, which is our primary focus. It's placing that in the place of the order of importance. In other words, it's placing the highest value upon what God has placed the highest value upon. See, we, we love what God loves, we hate what God hates. We don't hate people, but we hate what he hates. God hates strife and discord. He said it's demonic. So don't allow it into your home. Because it's not just a fight. He said it's demonic. That's why it's hardly ever existed in this church. There's times it's tried to surface. And certainly if we can talk and change some things and understand people's ways and maybe why it is, whatever. But at the end of the day, if it's the same, then someone's going to have to go. Because we're not allowing strife and envy and division in this church because we're not... We're not allowing the devil to come here and run the place. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. The highest order is love. So you can say it this way. And let's finish here. We'll get to this later. The highest order of the kingdom is God's will. But God's will is that we love one another. Love is what put is why he came and wanted mankind. And love is why Jesus went to the cross. You weren't holding Jesus on the cross with a few nails. All he had to do was call back in one call. He'd had legions of angels, right? But he didn't. Why? Love. That's the highest priority of love. But love the, the, and the love of God never fails. But love will not allow evil to overcome. Did God, whose love, spare evil from Israel in Pharaoh's kingdom? Yes. When the plagues came, did they touch God's people? No. When the hail came and the frogs came and the flies come and the, and the blood and all these things. And, when, and, the, and the last one that was decreed out of Pharaoh's mouth, 
that the firstborn of everyone, the firstborn of everyone will die. Did anyone of God's people, the firstborn, die that night? No. Why? Because under the old Old Testament, what did they do? They, they, they had sacrifice. They took the blood with a hyssop and put it over the doorpost. That's a type and shadow. Where's that blood now? Right here. We don't have to go kill a goat. And they had to prepare it. And then you find that in the book of Exodus. You probably know this, but that's why I call it Exodus. We're exiting here. Truly. We're exiting here. How can God do that? How, how can God cause, if this is one place in the divine line, how can one side be totally light and the other side dark? How can there be hail here and, and, and sunshine over here? How can there be, be people dying here but, because there's a bloodline there? Can anyone change it? No, he decreed it. Amen. Amen. So can I say it's not over yet? But I want you to take this message into your whole life, not, not just about this, what's going on in the nation. I understand who I am because you're, you're going to talk to people I'm never going to see. So unless you're going to say what he said, you're not really representing the kingdom. You're just saying, you're, you're thinking about eternity is when you get there and it's eternity now. You're an eternal being now. So where I go and what I say is to represent the kingdom. When the ambassador from this nation goes to another nation, they don't go over and make up something like, you know, I feel like we're going to do this. No, they're, they're here to represent the one who sent them from this nation. That's what an ambassador does, right? Mm -hmm. But they have the ability and the right because it's already been discussed what they're going to do and what we will do and what we won't do. So they go represent our government and the people of this nation. So when you go, you're representing all of heaven and you're representing and you're going with all the resources of heaven. Amen. You say, well, why hasn't that worked? Because we haven't taken time to find out who we are and what we have. So we haven't utilized it. You ought to meet yourself one day. Real you. See, now I'm talking to spirits, not bodies and minds. Spirit to spirit. What you'll do is you'll develop a higher consciousness. And when you develop a higher consciousness, you'll come to the place and you'll say, God made me in his class. And you'll find out, you say, well, the nation's going this way. Well, guess, guess who stopped it? Hmm? Guess who stopped it? It's not just stopping just in the Red Sea. But, but God takes people just like you and I. And he puts us in every place of society because he's putting light everywhere. This is the, maybe the least way to do it. Right here. The most effective way is feed in the street. Feed in the street. So God puts you in the and a salesman, he might put you as a nurse, he might put you as a teacher, he might put you as a carpenter, he might put you as a, uh, a scientist, he might put you as a, uh, you know, fisherman. So many things. And so he puts kingdom people there, to, and what do we do? We rule and reign. Now, now, now and here's, here's the last thing I want to say. That works, that works in your finances, that you're to rule and reign there, that we owe no man anything but to love him. 
but to help others. So you're not going to help others much if, if you're indebted yourself up to your, up to your eyeballs. And that's not who we are. That's not how he made us. We got to get a hold of this. So what God told man was to do, he said to rule and reign. He said, I give dominion on the earth over the fish and the sea and everything, right? Now, here's what you need to know. You don't own anything. But you manage everything. Hmm? You're, we are stewards of all that God owns. We are stewards of this nation. We're stewards in the political realm. We're stewards in the education realm. We're stewards in, in every realm of business. But Christian says, well, we can't talk about that. And we can't talk about politics. And we can't talk this. Then, then, then you're taking kingdom out. And, and, and the enemy loves that. That you think that you can't talk about that and just go have a casserole in church and, you know, play a little game. While he's ruling and reigning. So we have a voice. Now, we're not here to fight you. And we're not here to... We're, we're, we're not here, you know, because... Everything that God did is motivated by love. So I could ask you this way. This is why you say a lot. I said, what is, you know, God's love, right? Amen. All right. <clears throat> what, is, what is love leading you to do today? Amen. What is love leading you to say today? Hmm? But you have to also understand love. You know, sometimes you may think I painted my mother or someone who just beat me up. No. Was she strict? Yes. But you know why she was? Because she loved us. She said, you're going to know right from wrong. So you don't have to teach wrong. If you don't think so, go work in the nursery. Go work in children's church. See, everyone was born with a sin nature. Have you ever not watched two kids be selfish over a toy? Did you have to teach them that? Did you, did you ever see uh, a kid get mad because you, they got the last cookie? Or two of them wanted to play with the same baby doll? Did you have to teach them to feel that way? No, that's, that's boring. I know we don't like it because I know they're precious, but they're, they're, they're born. We're all born in this world of sin nature. Hmm? So our job is to drive that out. And when they're old, they come to the place of an understanding, teach them the gospel and get them born again because... The kingdom of God is about the love of God. Where is the love of God? They should have brought it in your heart by the Holy Ghost. You don't, you, you don't have to teach sin. It teaches you. Hmm? But when God comes in, he throws everything out. Remember Colossians 2, my last verse, Jesus' name. He translated you what? Out of the kingdom of of darkness and into. Did they ever tell you to go back and visit it? Did he say we're kind of doing a little bit of both? You know, we just kind of balance it out. A little bit of darkness, need to have more light, a little bit of darkness. No. He said, I brought you out of that and over, the, over into my kingdom. And his kingdom has already ruled and reigned. Amen. Who's under whose feet now? The kingdom of light. It'd be amazing sometimes. No, that was the last verse. Just use, use the phrase sometimes. You might think, well, how's that going to apply to it? Let there be light. You see, 
Just, just put it in any situation. Let there be light. I, I could go lay hands on you right now if you were sick, and I could say, instead of saying be healed, I could say, let there be light. See, it's not your words that's doing it. People say, well, I need to go to the doctor, see what they said, so we know how to pray. Not really. Where, I mean, where, where'd you get that at? If we, we, if we know more, well, then you're going to need a degree in a medical degree to understand all that. Jesus never prayed that way. He never, he never prayed long prayers. People get married when they got something that's major and, and you just say, be healed. And they drove three hours to get there. I said, that's it. This is like stage four. Be, be, be really healed. I mean, <laughs> hello. Jesus did it at Lazarus' tomb, remember? He said more. He said, now, Lord, you and I both know that you, I, I always hear you because you're always speaking to me. He says, so all this I'm about to say, I'm doing it for their benefit. Remember that? So Jesus used more words for their benefit because the time passed the inauguration. I'm going to skip it. it, it when, when now he's stinking. But Jesus is never in yesterday, tomorrow. He's in now. He's the great I am. And tomorrow he is the great I am. So what time is it? It's God, it's God time. You know what? That's what time it is in this nation. It's God time. So don't be. When you see the hand of God moving real soon. Hmm? Real soon. Hallelujah. Well, we need to hunker down and pray. Now we're through. <clears throat> we prayed enough. We fast enough. Ain't no one in here fast. Now we say thank you, Jesus, that your will's be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord, that you're, you're the God of the United States of America and all the nations. Whom you chose for this nation to lead this nation. Not the person of the personality, but whom you have set there. Like you set David on the throne when he wasn't even in, he wasn't even counted worthy to even be in the lineup with his brothers. Amen? And he really weren't, and, and David wasn't, you know. What was he doing? He was tending the sheep. So, so prophets know in part and see in part. Samuel went down there to anoint the king. Didn't he? But Samuel has to hear from God like everybody else. The prophet has to hear from God just like everybody else. When, 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 when the prophet saw his first son, the scripture says, Samuel says, yeah, that's him. He says, look at him. Look at his countenance. And God says, Samuel? He says, I, I refused him. He said, really? That looks like a king if I've ever saw one. He went down the next one and gave a few names, and he said, uh-uh. No. He got to the end of the line and said, did the prophet miss the word of God to go to Jesse's house? No, but it didn't look like what was needed was in the room. Oh. He said, are you sure this is all your sons? I mean, you shouldn't have to ask a man there. When you tell him to bring all his family, he said, are, are you sure? He's like, well, don't tell my wife, but, you know, a few years ago, 
But surely God wouldn't use him. I'm sorry. <laughs> you live in a real world, though. Where was he at? He was 17 years old. He's out there. I love you, Lord. Sorry, Scott. I'm just, that's, all I, that's all I know to do. And it kind of gets right there, too. So anyway, he was out there rocking with Jesus. He said, well, go get him. He, and he brings him out. And immediately, God said, that's them. Anoint him. And so, you know, he didn't say, I bet Samuel said, I bet Samuel said, are you, are you Really? Hmm? Really? Well, he didn't take the throne the next day. But it said as soon as he anointed him, because remember he told Samuel, he says, what you're doing is you're looking at the outward appearance. Well, the president talks rough. Yeah, he does. My gosh. Wish I could get him to stop some of that. Hmm? God says you're looking at the outward appearance but I'll look on the heart. So when God said that David was king, when was he king? When he took the throne years later? Or when God said he was king? Read the Bible. This, this is in that last verse. When he anointed him a king, it says the spirit or the anointing came off Samuel the moment he anointed him king. Now he wasn't off the throne by by. January 20th. So I guess we got a false prophet here. No, now you're back in man's time. Either you're going to be happy, glad, mad, sad, or just like, I wish they hadn't come today. Huh? <clears throat> but one day I'm going to stand before him and I'm going to give account for the words I say. So I take that very, very seriously. Very seriously. Amen. Amen. This nation belongs to God. He is, you are a king of the king. Hmm? There's kings and there's priests here. We rule and reign with him. But he's not coming down to heaven to do your job, nor my job. The kingdom of God's within you. You hook that up with this right here, everything will change. He said, angels hearken to the voice of his word, which is the word in you. They, so you need to be really cautious what you're saying right now. Be cautious. Very, very cautious. Who's on the Lord's side? Even if you don't understand. There's a lot of things about this I don't understand. Never seen this before in my lifetime, but nobody has. So, be, so sometimes the best thing to say when you don't know what to say, hmm. So if all you can say was, I'm going to trust the Lord and I'm on his side. You can't lose. If God be for us, who can be, a, who can be against us? This is the victory that overcomes the world. This is the world, right? How, how, what's the victory that overcomes the world? Our faith. You say, how does my faith overcome the world? Real easy. Ain't your faith. Problem is, you're trying to have faith in your faith. It's not your faith. It's his faith. Where do you think you got your faith from? Sears and Roebuck. Well, they're out of business. <laughs> Macy's, they're closing the stores every day. 
Now, where, where did your faith come from? Well, the fruit, the fruit, it's in the fruit of the Spirit, right? Faith. So your faith is His faith. And you're a speaking spirit. Find out what He said and speak that. Find out what He's saying and speak that. You, is that going to make you everybody's friend one day? No. And if you don't want to, just, and you're just like, well, I don't want to raise any ruckus. Hmm? Jesus said, I didn't come to bring everybody together. He said, they'd be brother against brother, sister against sister. He says, whatever. He, no, he says, so, he says, I also came with a sword. Hmm. See, we just had these pictures of Jesus petting a lamb. And he's all that. But he is general of all the angel armies. And there's angels all over this planet right now. Always have been, but, there, but, but there's multitudes of angels here right now. Amen. So if, if you don't, if you can't hook up there, say, Lord, whatever your plan is, I'm with it. Whatever you hear, I'm with it. Change what needs to be changed. Do what needs to be done. I'm going to get in agreement with you. And God's going to think that's real smart. Amen. I bless you in Jesus' name. I bless those of you here watching. There's a lot here to think about. Hmm? There's, a, there's something here to say, either I'm going to stay where I am, I'm going to come up to a higher consciousness. You take it into the workplace, whatever you do. Maybe you're, maybe you're home. Maybe you're retired. You can go in there in a school. John G. Lake told some, a teacher one time in math. He, he, she said, well, how is these truths about Christ in you going to help me teach in math? He said, it'll, it'll develop a higher consciousness than you. And then you'll no longer just go in there and, and say, I'm going to put my knowledge in the, into your brain. Do there and understand that you're called to be there. Like John G. Lake said, I'm called to start a church. And she got it. And says so she went in there and she understood, I'm called and anointed to be here. Therefore, when I come in this room, the, the Christ in me has total dominion and has total authority. I am the atmosphere in the room. They said that woman started getting so many results that other teachers in the whole school could even, couldn't even begin to touch her. And she, same information, but she had a higher consciousness of who she was. So she began to, her methods began to change. And she was reaching people that she wasn't reaching before, saying things that she never said it before. And she was voted the, you know, the whatever award that it was, but that works in the marketplace in your life right now. So I bless you in this nation. I bless your nation in the name of Jesus. The word and the plan of God is done and will be done. This nation is God's nation. These people are God's people. And we do have what we say. And we rule. God's kingdom ruleth over all. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. They said, that's all, folks. If you need prayer for anything, come forth and we'll lay hands on you. You say, well, didn't you have COVID? Had. It's not that big a deal. It's made in China in 2019. It took two and a half years to get Jim's science. I ain't worried about that. <laughs> Glory to God. It's like the flu. To me. Now, I, I don't mean to make like of that because, you know, for, for different people. 
It's different things. You say, where is it manufactured? Not really in China, out of hell. Hmm. So I call you well, blessed, and healed in Jesus' name. Raise your hand this moment. Let's, let's, Father, we just worship you, praise you. Lord, you, you, you have all of us here for a special purpose. And I bless them in the name of Jesus. Lord, everything in their life. You said you're easily touched by the feeling of their infirmities. Lord, I don't know in all these things. You know about their lives. You know about their situation, their homes, their finances, their children, their, everything that's going on. Father, we, just, we thank you, Father God. We cast the care upon these things upon you. But Father, we speak. We, speak we, we rise above the situation. and We speak the answer, not the problem. And I do bless them. I, I'm part of blessing. I invoke a blessing upon them and everything that they do, what they represent, what they have their hand on. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all for letting me keep you over. It wasn't the first time. Praise the Lord.